So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Welcome everyone to episode 22 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley and I'm uh, greeting you here on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. I've poured myself a fine glass of scotch that was given to me as a gift. Uh, Actually, it was given to me as payment for our rent. (laughs) I digress. We're going to have a good time today. Look, we have with us uh, a fantastic entrepreneur and photographer, Nate Grahek. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him. But first, the reason why you're here listening, the reason why I do what I do is to, to help you guys understand what it takes to grow your photography business. That is the goal of Six Figure Photography is to grow your photography business. And we do that two ways. Number one is by helping to understand your own self-worth. And number two, to be providing value to every single person you encounter. Nate, our guest today, has has helped photographers uh, to do that, to help provide value to everyone they encounter. He is a photographer, educator, tech maven, entrepreneur, and he's incredibly passionate about helping you, the photographer, or whoever's listening out there, do more of what you love, right? So he had a portrait uh, business, and uh, at his portrait photography business, um, he started creating custom mobile apps for his clients. Uh, and... And then later in 2012, he decided to essentially open up this possibility to photographers and he created Sticky Albums. All right, stickyalbums.com, 2012, you now had the the ability to create custom mobile apps for your clients. And this helped to grow word of mouth campaigns and uh, leads, referrals, and, and businesses. And now he's launched sticky apps that help photographers partner with other vendors. We're going to be talking about high-level concepts in terms of why you do what we do, but then bringing it down to to really the nitty-gritty and discussing vendor partnerships, how you can build word-of-mouth campaigns uh, with other professionals out there, and then as well, leveraging the skills, leveraging the assets that you already have to build business, to diversify your income, and, and grow uh, as a company. So we're going to jump right in and talk to Nate. Let's do it. Nate, we were just talking. Welcome to the show. You said that you're having a great day. I am, dude. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I'm excited to talk. I think we could fill up like a couple days worth of stuff. So this is going to be fun uh, just having a discussion with somebody who's so like-minded. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course, man. I want to know though. I want to know what defines a great day for you because it's only like it's noon and you're already just like feeling it. What like what defines that for you? Wow, dude, that's a really good question. Uh, a great day for me. A great day for me is it's feeling like I'm being productive, right? I think I I struggle like a lot of uh, creatives do with. I never have a shortage of great ideas, great things to work on, and it's when I'm able to stay focused on actually taking an idea. And executing on it, and making and moving the ball down the field in a measurable way, and already um, also, and then like being able to meet with uh, with like minded people is one, probably one of my favorite things to do. It just keeps my my spirits high, and uh, it boosts my like just my melatonin or whatever. No, but that's the wrong one. <laughs> Serotonin. There it is. There it serotonin. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I'm excited. Thank That's you for awesome. asking. Dude, I uh, so I really I'm a huge proponent of just I mean, I think everyone generally is, but um, efficiency, productivity, how I can uh, have a more productive day regularly, consistently. And I just got this thing. Call me crazy, but I'm just going to go ahead and try it out. It's called Pavlock. And it's actually a device that you wear and you can actually set it up to just, just roll with me on this to like zap you. Right. If uh, if you perform the behavior that you're not supposed to perform. So, for example, you can have it sync up with like uh, your phone. So if you hop on Facebook, it'll give you a little jolt uh, to be like, hey, don't go on Facebook right now, you (laughs) jerk. Um, I'll let you know how it goes, man. It's going to be a little social experiment here. There's all kinds of things that you can program it to do. Um, So I'm I'm taking it to the extreme. Dude, I I, got to ask. So you're a businessman uh, and you're a photographer, but like. Um, you, you get it. And I, I love talking to people that value this kind of stuff that wake up in the morning and really evaluate the day. And, and was it a success? Did they, did they accomplish the tasks that they needed to do? Um, not just like check their email or like post an image on Facebook. And so I'm kind of curious what your morning routine looks like. Do you have a morning routine or is it a little bit of a flux? Uh, it's a flux. I think that, uh, what I, things that I like to do on a good day, um, I don't have any, I don't have a lot of time to like actually go golfing. It takes a long time to do a full, but I enjoy it. And I, what I like doing is going to the driving range. Mm -hmm. It's like a meditative, quiet, and it's like I drop my kids off at daycare and there's a a driving range really close by. I'm usually the only one there. It's, it's like in the summertime, it's really peaceful. And if I'm frustrated about something, I can like channel my frustration into like crushing tiny golf balls. (laughs) Um, So that's one of the, Something physical is yeah. the answer. Like doing some kind of physical activity uh, really helps. It, it, for a long time, I always had the scarcity mindset. Like, oh my, there's too much to do in a day. I, there's no way I have time to work out. There's no way I have time to do any of this stuff or to take 10 minutes to meditate. Hmm. Well, it's such a fallacy because every time I do it, I recoup. It's such a productivity hack because my mind uh, is so much more productive and clear. When I take time to get out of my head for a minute, do something physical, um, or to quiet my mind and to meditate for a little bit, and it's a it's a work in progress. I think that I'd give myself like a C plus on how well I follow those tactics, but I I I, I try to condition myself every time I do it. It's just such a great reward when I do stuff like that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Even at the office here, you know, we've we've installed stand up desks for everyone just for that sake of 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 actually standing up when we're editing, when we're answering emails. We can move right now in this podcast. I'm like doing effing jumping jacks right now. Like, uh, <laughs> it, it just gives you the freedom and invites you to be more more active. And then, of course, we have our ping pong uh, table here as well. And I, I bet people would argue if they were to like watch us, like you guys play way too much ping pong. <laughs> but truly, I think it, it I think it does a lot, uh, not just for your own productivity, but I think just like um, the enthusiasm, the group dynamic, all that kind of stuff. You know what? We should I should talk a little bit about uh, the the office environment. We should I'm going to do that next week. Okay, sorry. Side note: no, office environment you. community happening next week. Um, all right, man. So catch us up. Uh, we are all on a journey, right? Photographers, you listening out there, some of you, you you may have just bought your first camera. Maybe you haven't even charged for your work yet. Perhaps you've been in this for, for a decade and you're slaying it. Um, but we're all on a journey. Uh, Nate, catch us up to the journey that you've been on and, and where it's brought you to today. Give us some like flyby bullet points. Yeah. Uh, I think that, let's see, that, that it took me a while. There's this... Um, I've been thinking a lot about like this myth of of success, um, like overnight, ha- like it, where a lot of times people who arrive at a place and it's really sometimes hard to look back. And I think too many people gloss over the hard spots uh, and the the actual hard work that it took for me to get to where I am. Um, some of the high notes or the the bullet points. I was a porch photographer for a few years back in 2012, uh, working as a corporate trainer uh, as my day job. And I learned a lot in communication and teaching. I earned my master's degree in education. I've always been passionate about helping others just be happier. I think that what I think one thing that always nagged at me, even as a bartender while I was in school, was how many people uh, hated their jobs. It just it's like that just isn't okay. We spend so much time at our jobs 
why why are so many of us just dreading it right and and i saw education as a way for me to help others kind of unlock their potential and to to either find more joy and satisfaction in the job they have uh, or to, to create jobs that they enjoy also. Um, there's a cool talk. Uh, Mike Rowe, the guy who does Dirty Jobs. Yes. I hope you're about to say what I think you're going to say. <laughs> he's had a – I think he talked about this on his TED Talk. But I, I'll link to a short version of it, of this comment he has is don't follow your passion. <laughs> um, you've got to bring it with you. And he tells this great analogy of, of telling people to follow their passion is such a fallacy where – the example he gives is look at uh, uh, American Idol, right? <clears throat> All of these people have been told to follow their passions. Well, and then they come this crashing into this sad reality that they don't actually have the skills or the talents to, to that it's required to be a professional singer. And they're so surprised that they don't, right? Because they've been coddled and everybody's told them, yeah, you just keep following your passion. It's like even, nobody's got the guts to tell them that they aren't a good singer. Uh, and, and this idea that I think I see a lot of photographers struggling where we're just like following our passion, I would change it to like chasing their passion mm-hmm. and that they're never catching it. Like, Oh, because when you're following passion, it's a very emotional ethereal thing that changes. It fluctuates all the time and it can lead you down all kinds of crazy places. And that's fine if it's a hobby, if it's artistic, but if it's a business, you can't afford to be taking your time and your focus so wildly, right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I go on and on about how important it is to, to really get clear on doing the hard work and finding a match for the skills that you have today in the market. Because when, when I look at all of my mentors who are creating success and living the life that I want to live, um, they, they have strong businesses, strong, healthy, growing businesses that give them the freedom to do the things that they want to do, whether it's a creative endeavor or um, taking time with their family. And it all, for me, it all starts with growing that solid foundation of a healthy business. Yeah. Uh, going back to your passion statement, I, I love that. And I think too, it does, it does something more than just, um, help grow your business. But I feel like you can tell a lot about someone, um, based off of that, that concept of, are they, are they chasing their passion? Are they following their passion or are they bringing their passion with them wherever they go? Because what I see is, um, uh, when I see someone who's complaining, I often see someone who uh, they're they're just not bringing their passion yeah, where yeah. Uh, wherever they go, right? Right. Um, and I see this all the time in, in with photographers, where uh, and I don't care what it is that you're doing, whether it's whether you're a photographer, a head shooter, second shooter, you're just assisting someone on the day, you are an event coordinator, or, or whatever, whatever job it may be. Maybe you're just working part time at McDonald's right now for crying out loud, but. Bring your passion there. Um, I've had to. I've had to just actually let people go from our team because they show up on a day, and this is where we are. Right? You're not going home. We're yep. stuck here. Like, let's do it. Like, yeah. let's let's go balls to the wall and make this the best damn wedding we can possibly make, despite the fact that maybe everything is going to heck. And it's frustrating and you're tired. Like, let's bring our passion to this space that we're at and yeah. rock it. And you have that mentality and then you have the other. And the other is just the, the – they're the complainer. And I think that um, I would I would encourage the audience to really kind of have a little self-evaluative moment here and, and ask yourself, how often do you complain, you know? And I really want to encourage you guys to try to break that. Break mm-hmm. that mindset. If you, if you catch yourself complaining – I think it's something to really be worried about. I agree. I think there's this is a good segue for a quote I wanted. I was uh, researching for a presentation I'm working on. So I think we've all heard this uh, serenity prayer, mm-hmm. and I want to kind of pull it apart. So that it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and of course the wine we all remember, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. So let me. I'm going to pull this apart. So I want to. I want to. Com- Compare, contrast that to one of my, this really good um, Venn diagram that I have hanging up in my office. So imagine photographers, I know you can do this. Imagine a, a Venn diagram with two over, slightly overlapping circles 
In one circle is the things that matter. And in the other circle is the things that we can control, right? And the reality is that those two circles only overlap a little bit. Hmm. Meaning that the things that really matter and the things that we can control, that's where we need to put our focus, right? And, and so go, going back to this serenity quote and the wisdom to know the difference of the things we can change and the things we can't, I, I don't know if that quote is really serving in the, using the word and the wisdom to know the difference. I don't think it takes a lot of wisdom to really know the difference. I think, what I think does it, it, take? Takes dis, it takes discipline to, 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 uh, to act differently. But I think the, the, you can tell the difference on things we can control and things we cannot really quickly. Here's a test. Is it about you or is it about somebody else or <laughs> something else, right? All we can control is our own actions and reactions, period. Stop. That's it. That's all we have control over. And we get, we talk about complaining about the situation we're in, about the job I have today, about the change in the economy. You can't change it. So why are we focusing, why are we spending our valuable energy on it? And I think that, to be fair, um, I think that the answer to this is in, is in the discipline, right? Um, you've talked about the lizard brain and the email course I, I, I read is just really good. Um, the lizard brain is that that scarcity, fear brain that lets us uh, get caught up in a lot of the things we can't control, right? Mm-hmm. But it's having the discipline to uh, to course correct and to condition ourselves to focus on the things we can control and uh, and focusing on our own actions or how we're reacting to a situation. I think that a lot of times, um, and one analogy for the, the lizard brain is like our operating system. It's like our default settings, right? So every time a bride calls you and says, um, so do you offer just digitals? I just want digitals on a CD. What, what's your immediate reaction? Do you have control over yourself when you hear that, right? Notice what happens where that, that's a, it's like a trigger, you have a default setting based on your past stories, your past beliefs of all the things you think are super important and things that matter. But are you actually in control of that reaction or not? And there's all kinds of things like that where we lay these kind of these landmines in our life that are these charged triggers that when something happens, when somebody says something, it just sends us day goes by and all or we're just sitting there fuming or distracted or whatever it is. So. I think it's so important that uh, you bring your passion with you, with a commitment. Where What's helped me, to bring it back to that, is I got really clear. Another quote, um, Simon Sinek is all t- always talks about uh, knowing your why. When I got clear on my why, that was kind of like my passion, is it, it was to help other people do more of what they love. And I got to do that in every single job I've had in the last 15 years as a bartender. <laughs> I got to help people do more of what they love, to hang out and have a good time and eat good dinner and be sociable. And to, and to uh, I got to be a manager as a, and, and empower other bartenders to like grow their trade and get better. As a teacher, as a corporate trainer, I got to do that. And now growing my own business, I get to do that. And it's it doesn't matter the specifics of the job. What really matters is the difference and the, the, what, what really motivates me to get up every day is to help other people. And when you get really clear on your why and your passion, it, it, it gets clear that you don't have to really have this finite like little window and where that is expressed. Yeah, I think a huge kind of overall principle behind all this stuff with with bringing your passion there and understanding your why um, and even uh, the the self-awareness to know the things, again, that, that you can change and the things that matter, that, that whole thing you just talked about yeah. is – um, it all comes back to there's I think there's two things that um, that this all comes back to and that's um, understanding your own self worth and making sure that yeah. you're providing value to everyone you encounter especially cool. when it comes back to the idea of like you said when a bride calls you up and they ask you that question you know what do you say and I think the foundation is understanding that you have immense value that you're not just clicking the shutter that you're not just um, you know some photographer who's like doing what they love and like, you know, yada, yada. Um, but that you actually have immense value understanding your self worth. And so how important is that part 
uh, of the puzzle for you in this whole totally. equation of understanding uh, the immense value that you have. I love it. So I, I want to. I, I, I think you and I can talk about uh, these theories and these really good teachers and and, and like concepts. I want to do my best to get get down to like tactics and strategies and get a little bit more specific. So I want to focus a, a lot that I have to say is about delivering value in new creative ways that you, the photographer, can can deliver value and wake up to the value that of your current skills that you didn't realize you already have. So before I do that, let me give you a quick history of who I am. I forgot. I didn't really answer that question yet. <laughs> you like breeze past that. We like we hung out so, in the clouds uh, for a little bit. Photographer, uh, I, I realized I wanted to make it easier for my customers, my portrait clients, to to spread the word of mouth buzz about me. Um, I used the skills I was learning in technology at my day job and creating mobile training. And I I asked one of my clients, "Hey, would it be cool if I made?" Uh, like a custom gallery just for you as your own app with my, my logo would be on it and contact information so people could contact me, but then you could just share it with everybody, you know, and Oh my God, yes, that'd be huge. And I knew right away that this was going to be bigger than me. And I was pretty lucky. I've had a lot of harebrained ideas and this one actually stuck, uh, stuck, (laughs) it's called sticky albums. Uh, it's just a marketing tool for portrait clients in two years, we started, uh, we had over 5,000 photographers around the country, around the world. Now we've got close to 7,000. And that first product is all about making it easy for you, the photographer, to create a single portfolio like gallery of just that client's best pictures. Not, not like It's not proofing. It's not uh, dozens of pictures. It's like a dozen tops, I, I think. Um, because then they're going to share it with everybody they know, and they people love having their own face on their own app icon. It turns it into this really powerful conversation piece where everywhere they go, they're opening up their phone and showing it to their friends. Right. So let me get let me even pause here for a second and just kind of make sure I understand this. So this is an app uh, that you've given photographers access to, uh, or or a website you've given photographers access to that allows them to develop their own app for each client they have, whether it be a portrait client, a wedding client, whatever it may be, to upload uh, their, your like favorite dozen or so images. Yeah. And then you're able to give that client of yours access to download the app, have it on their phone. Exactly. Perfect. Yes, you got to do. Well said. Yep. And it's, it's, I think the biggest word you said there is each is that what's changed is the old school mindset of marketing was like, oh, I'm a photographer. I'm going to put together a portfolio. Well, guess what? Your portfolio is never going to go viral. Like people aren't, your clients aren't going to take your portfolio on, on your website and go show it to everybody they know. But what will they do? What will they show to everybody they know? Their own gallery, their own 10 favorite images um, right on their phone. And I'll go technical just for a second for those that appreciate it. It's not actually an app in the App Store. It's really powerfully just an HTML5 website that acts like an app. So you has this, so you can save it to the home screen with an with their face. That tiny little detail makes all the difference. Um, and then the one more tiny detail is how it's different from a traditional proofing gallery. Is this is all about generating word of mouth referrals? That that in person, shoulder to shoulder, hey, check it out! Look at what my photographer did. Um, is made possible because. A, they don't lose the link. If, if, if you're currently just sending a link to a gallery, people lose that, right? It's in their email somewhere. They can't find it. And then let's say they, okay, they, they, they find it. They're, they're having coffee with a friend. And then they go, oh, wait, wait one second. We're on a slow connection. It's got to download. And all those pictures have to re-download when they want to show it off. Where a sticky album uh, really shines is they never lose it because it's their face right on their most valuable real estate is on their home screen of their phone. Uh, and as soon as they tap it, it's opening up right there with all of their pictures because those pictures are saved offline. And then it fits into this incredibly valuable in-person conversation or word-of-mouth referral that actually drives 
um, new business for you. This is an interesting idea. Have you have you heard of any stories or or have any um, any case studies? Might be the right word. It might be a little too uh, too intensive. Um, but just any stories of of yourself or or other photographers that have used sticky albums in a unique way to really help. Uh, kick up their referrals, kick up their word of mouth campaigns, kick up their lead base. I think as a community, we are always trying to figure out how do we get more clients? How do we get more mm-hmm. leads in the door? And it's, uh, I, I like that this uh, this does that, but I want to hear more. Um, what it. are some specific ways that you're able to actually use this? Yeah, um, it actually creates a good segue into our second product. So I'll tell the tip using and it'll help add some distinction between our two products. Is I, I get it, it gets a little confusing. So I think the most innovative way was in about a year in, uh, there's this concept we all should know by now, if people are listening to your podcast, called vendor partnerships or uh, vendor marketing or network marketing, where you're partnering with other, especially in the wedding industry, I think it's most popular. So when I use the wedding example, know that people are doing this in all niches, but let's talk about wedding industry because it's the easiest for everybody to understand. Okay. Uh, so that means reaching out to a florist, to a cake maker, to a dress shop. Um, when you go to a networking, like a vendor networking event, I think this is, comes back to knowing your value. You need to realize something, that you are the coolest kid at the table. And you know why? Because everybody, every business vendor needs you because you have the ability to create awesome images. Any marketing starts with powerful images. So is it cool for like a cake maker and a dressmaker to network? Sure. But it's nothing like why they really, 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 really need you. So anyway, so what happened is photographers were using sticky albums. They're creating one for every bride and that was working great. And then they went to some of their the wedding vendor partners, like the the venue or the florist. And gosh, you guys don't even really have a website at all. You know what? I've shot like four weddings, and you've had really like four totally unique different looks. And I actually already have pictures of those four different of, of those detail shots of the of the floral arrangements. And I put like fifteen to twenty good images together into a tiny little app. And instead of my own logo on top, I put the florist's logo on top. Hmm. And I go take the florist out for coffee and say, hey, check it out. I always really appreciate working with you. You've sent us a couple good referrals. I really appreciate it. Here's a gift for you. Now you have a digital portfolio of your best work on your phone. So when you go talk to wedding planners or you meet with brides, you can give them this cool mobile app. And the florist, like, they lose their mind. They're like, oh, my God, this is so great. Or giving it to a, um, a potential, like, a wedding venue, same story, right? Imagine when somebody's showing a bride a new, a new place, now the bride can walk away with an app of pictures of that venue right on their, their iPad or their smartphone. I love it. I got a couple of follow-up questions on this. Yeah. I love it. This is fantastic. I want to stay practical here for a moment, and I want to think about some of the questions that I know are going through the minds of our listeners right Good. now. And there's yes. two that come to mind. Um, one is I hear this all the time. You know, you said that when you sit at the table, right, you go to a vendor uh, meetup or whatever, and uh, you're at the table with everybody else. Uh, but yes, you're the coolest person in the in the room because you're you have something of value to offer. You have photographs, but there's other photographers there, right? Yep. So yeah. my question is, how do you distinguish yourself from other local photographers in your area? I mean, you can get as specific as you want with this, even if you were at a, a at you know a vendor meetup with other photographers there, or totally. just. Um, uh, you know, when going yeah. out. And I think this is great. I think it's really good to first, we got to address this scarcity mindset. Like, great, there's other photographers. That's awesome. Of course. Like, so you got to think of a way to differentiate. And, um, I'm, of course, you got to differentiate in what you offer. But first, I think the biggest thing, I don't want to gloss over this in any type of networking or relationship building. You've got to get over the scarcity thinking about what, what's in it for me and just really start with how can I help you? How can I help this small business, right? And that, that's going to set you apart, number one. When you genuinely like ask questions like, so how's it going? How's business? Like, what's working for you? What, what are your goals for this year? And actually shut up and listen. 
and care about what they what they say back. Yeah, give a rip, you know? Exactly. If you just walk in to a vendor, we've all heard this. Well, ah, vendor marketing's don't work for me. Well, if you're just going in and saying, hey, I'm a new photographer in the area. Can I be on your preferred vendor list? Yeah, no thanks. It's got to start with an authentic commitment to their understanding and caring about their own success. And, and then the next step... Um, a cool way to like get your foot in the door is to just to show them a sample sticky album like this that we've got examples of and just say, hey, check it out. This is something I made for so-and-so. Um, I think it'd be cool. And a lot of photographers are already having them made because you have this advantage. You've, a lot of times, if you've shot a bunch of weddings, you already have images on your hard drive from some of these vendors. Mm-hmm. So you can have it pre-built. And again, this is pu- your your end goal here is purely to strengthen the relationship. Get your foot in the door and say, "Hey, here it is." Like you're not selling this; you're just like, "Here you go. Here's an awesome gift." And when you start with a gift, then uh, it's a huge investment that will give pay you dividends later without even having to worry about it. Yay, reciprocation! Yes. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I got I got another question here. Um, e- even in regards to into these uh, these vendor partnerships. Um, you know, right now we're talking about weddings. Uh, let's do that for a minute. But I also want to talk about the portrait industry. I want to yeah. talk about those who are out there, you know, photographing families and seniors and babies and all that yep. good stuff. Um, yep. Do you see a hierarchy within the wedding vendor uh, industry uh, that we as photographers should be paying attention to? For example, do do we give a rip about um, the the person who did linens and like staging? Do we care about you know the um, the, the, the cake artist or whatever it may be, right? Um, do you see a uh, any sort of hierarchy there? Interesting question. Uh, I think that I think I think people can tend to get really um, like in blind, they get their blinders on, right? When we're flustered, we're moving quickly. A lot of it's easy to skip past these details, and these details just they don't give you a return today, and so a lot of times we miss that as rookies. But I think when you can slow down, when when you're wait, sitting around waiting for the bride to to come out, like you can you can make time to go take pictures and shake hands of of everybody else who's there working their ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it's easy for you want to be careful. When I said you're the coolest person in the room, you've got to be. There's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, mm-hmm. right? And I think that it is a little easy for photographers to walk around with a chip on their shoulder, but that's the last thing you want to be known about like that people will talk about that right yeah um and so does that answer your question yeah it does it's just it's a common question that i hear and i've i've had experience with it but i think it uh if i can kind of even throw my idea in the hat i think it is something where um it depends it depends on your worldview i feel like it kind of goes back to what we were originally talking about of i think a lot of photographers um thinking too too big, too far ahead, um, Mm -hmm. and even thinking too great of themselves. Like, well, I'm only going to give images to the, to the venue and the planner. Um, and it stops there. I don't have time for, for the florist. I don't have time for the cake designer or whatever. And I think if you have the mindset of like, look, uh, each, each, each view, each person who knows my name, each exposure of, of our brand has value. Yes, it takes time. It takes uh, sweat and tears and work hours. Um, but I'm going to bring my passion there. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I think that's where to be. I mean, even for us, I can even speak to this specifically. There's, um, I, I keep coming back to the cake artist. There's a fantastic, uh, uh, I need, I feel like even calling her a cake artist isn't the right word. She's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, I mean, I can call what she does no less than artwork. But um, it's these relationships, right? We've we've been giving her images and, and making sure that she gets credit and files delivered to her after every event. And the things that come back are uh, are maybe not what you expect. So I don't know if we've gotten a direct lead from her. But what I do know is um, her brother uh, is a drone pilot. And guess who wants experience building his drone pilot um, business and is now willing to come out and help us shoot aerial shots at at all of our weddings just for experience, right? And this all happened just because of a relationship that formed. And, um, you know, it's it's like people don't get lucky. 
you right. you you have to be there. You have to show up. And uh, so I would encourage I would encourage you guys if if you can allot the time to it, if you can find someone to help you uh, make sure that you you make these connections and get vendors these images, it can be really powerful. It, I think that you would open up the the the, the mindset too, where if you're only caring about leads, you're you're closing yourself off to the other things that can come from networking and building relationships. And frankly, it's what makes this work so fun. Like, it's getting to know people, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. All of the happiness studies out there, it's not about the money we make. It's not about, like, the vacations, the number of vacations. It's about, like, c- connecting with human beings. And there's, there's so much more to building a vendor partnership network than just leads, um, so to, here's, I want to talk about a scenario, how we see this playing out both with your clients and with vendor partners. So what's, what, even though, um, the, the technology is exciting and cool, we've got some cool Facebook sharing features built in, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care about that for, because I believe it's all about the in-person share. Mm-hmm. So when your bride is, is meeting for coffee with her bridesmaid, like after the wedding, and she gives her phone to her bridesmaid and says, oh, my God, look at these pictures. And while the bridesmaid is flipping through the phone, what is the bride doing? She's gushing. She's talking about how great it was to work with you, how uh, you handle all of this stuff. And it's like it's just, it's this commercial that you could never pay for. Same thing's going to happen. Let's go to the, the florist or the cake maker. Everywhere she goes – she, whenever she shows off this portfolio app now, guess who she's going to be talking about? She's like, check it out. Look at, the, look at what my photographer friend gave me for me. This is so cool. Can you believe it? Like, he's so fun to work with and he's always giving me these great pictures. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you should totally – here's his information too. Like, she would mean to talk about her own business, but she ends up talking about you anyway because you're, you're starting with something valuable and just giving, authentically giving. So uh, really cool stuff. That's awesome. Okay, so speaking of vendor partnerships and even even more specifically people, um, I just want to take a second actually to like thank thank the people that believe in in myself. They believe in what we do at Six Figure Photography. Um, they're just two supporters of ours, and I just want to give them some love. Uh, and again, I give these when I bring up these companies, I don't bring them up um, for any other reason besides the fact that I use them that they've helped me succeed in my business and I want other photographers to find success too. Uh, and on so top cool. of it, they're just really good people at their core. Uh, mm-hmm. And so um, have you had a chance to work with shoot.edit at all? Um, Jared Bauman over there, they just, they slay. They really do. I've heard um, a lot of good things. Yeah, just in terms of, I mean, for us, we've got three photographers, you know, going out, uh, not necessarily every weekend, but regularly enough where it would just, it, it would overwhelm us. Mm-hmm. And they've allowed us to move forward with efficiency, to turn around our images to our brides uh, quicker than before um, and to do it consistently. Uh, consistently. So anyhow, I just had to give them some love. And while we're talking about speed, a fun little story too. Um, so Miller's Lab, are you familiar with Miller's? Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, so I just shot this crazy, uh, crazy wedding. It was like a $2 million wedding. No joke. And, um, and of course, like the day after the wedding, the father of the bride is like, I would like to schedule an appointment to have you come to the mansion and uh, go over these images. Okay. And on the topic of understanding the value that we offer and not not just wanting to send them a link, just being like, okay, here's a link to some digital garbage. Um, right. I'm printing I'm printing these images to bring in, right? I'm printing four by sixes to actually take over to his house to sit down and flip through them so that way he can experience in a more tactile manner the value of that. And I bring this up because Miller's is the lab that I trust to be able to do it that fast that I can put in an order today and I know it's going to be here in the next like two to three days and, and, and I could have it sooner if I wanted. Anyhow, um, that's it. I just got to give these that's guys so some cool. love, man. They're, uh, they're a good couple, uh, couple groups of, uh, companies there, a couple teams. I think, and you just, you just gave a great example of what happens when, when, when we partner with good vendors, right? That's that, the way you just talked about the vendors you love and trust that's how you want the florists, the wedding planners, the wedding venues to be talking about you, mm-hmm. right? Because I always – I love working with, uh, with style and story because I trust them because I know they're going to show up on time. I know they're going to they, – they've got like 
a hundred and plus review, positive reviews. They're always going to take care of the client. They're going to respect other vendors on this on site. So that's what you want to create is that kind of vendor referral is just invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, another thing too that vendors are they're in this right, like yeah. day in day out. Brides come in for. Uh, you know, they're a bride for a year and then they get married and then they're kind of out of the, the cycle. Whereas a vendor is just always in it. They're always out meeting with, with, uh, your ideal client day in, day out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. and I think that that return on investment, uh, can be way more valuable to be pouring in. Not that you shouldn't pour into you, to your direct clients, but that we shouldn't undervalue um, the potential that vendors have to to really help build uh, your business, but actually really build each other up. You know, yeah. it's a mutual thing. I think you need, the difference for me is it's like it's like making money. Your, your direct clients are like help you make money this month, but but helping and building relationships outside your network um, that's like saving for your retirement. Hmm, yeah, it, it's it's because you don't necessarily feel the return this month, and so it's hard to d- discipline ourselves to go. Ah, I don't have time. I got to I got to edit this video. I got to edit this, this 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 session. Oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. I'm so overwhelmed. And we get stuck working in our business instead of on our business. Uh, and so when you, I think the best way to get out of that is to outsource your editing. Number one, <laughs> uh, number two is is making sure to schedule time with human beings, with other vendors, because those relationships are going to pay dividends for years to come, uh, more than just getting paid this month from one client. Yeah. Again, I'm going to talk about that next week. Vendors and and relationships and community and all that stuff. Sorry, just made me think of that. I'm going to talk about uh, that aspect of it as well. Awesome. Sorry, go so ahead. <laughs> if you want to, let's, let's, let's go even deeper here, where this is... Just to create some distinction, so uh, we've been talking about our first product, Albums. It's been really, really successful. I'm, I feel really lucky and fortunate that we've got such a great team now. I've grown, so we keep innovating, and there's new features. And that's for any portrait you shoot, any portrait client, you can make the, your own individual app just for them. And it's a marketing tool, not a delivery tool. It's a marketing tool way for you to boost your word-of-mouth referrals. And so, I, think it's a, I think it's just to make sure that our audience understands that as a clear distinction, it's not going to replace a pass or a pixie set, correct? Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Those are good for delivery and client and, and people want to place orders. But what we found is those larger galleries, they don't get shared quite as much because, frankly, a lot of brides' friends don't want to look at 100 plus images. They just don't have the time. And it doesn't go viral. With a sticky album, it's, it's 10 to 20 awesome pictures, and you can actually track on our dashboards how viral these things go. People share them like crazy, and again, it's that app feed, the app icon, which cre- it's a conversation starter, and the fact that they're saving offline helps them go viral in person, where the bride is showing them off everywhere she goes. Anyway. Yeah, no, so real yeah. quick, even, sorry, I keep hopping in here, but curation is one of the the, the best, I think, skills that you can have as a photographer is, is curating your work. What, what, if you're using sticky albums, um, curate it. Be, be critical. Be harsh on yourself. Make sure that you're just putting in the absolute best of the best. Whenever you post images up on Facebook, don't do the whole 50 blast thing of, of the wedding or, or your portfolio. Um, learning to, to, to curate your work and be okay with that yeah. uh, is, is an amazing thing. Uh, skill to have and, and I think we should practice it. So anyway, as you I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think that uh it's a way that the same thing go whenever you're making your own portfolio for your own website. And it it translates because I call a sticky album like a portfolio version two. So the portfolio on your website, yes, that's good. You get to show that off. Awesome. Yes, that's important. And the thing that people get wrong is they want to like, oh well I want to make sure people know I do this too and this too and this too and this too. No, wrong. The goal of our portfolio is what? For, for the, somebody who's looking at it to act, to call you, to email you, to stop into your studio. If you overwhelm them with too much stuff, you've saturated that desire to come reach out to you. you by definition of a portfolio, you want to leave people wanting more because that inspires them to act, to call you, to email you, to come visit your store. Uh, and the same thing's true when you're creating a marketing piece for your portrait clients. You don't want to overwhelm your clients or their friends 
with dozens of images. You want to show your very, very, very best work because that's going to get shared. People's attention spans are like gnats nowadays, and it leaves them wanting more. They look at 10 like amazing pictures, and then your phone number and your email address is embedded right in there. Of course, that's going to drive them to act. So, okay. I love talking about this stuff. It's I, I want to make sure we get to our new product because I think that your audience, Ben, is really a good fit. A good is thinking about their 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 time as an investment and a really valuable asset. And there's we took this idea. We've been talking about a vendor partnerships and just went re- went really far on it. And I'm really excited because it's opened up the door to some really cool stories. Um, so this new one is called Sticky Apps. The first one's albums. That's marketing. Apps is for taking this business partnership idea and instead of giving an app as a favor or a sticky album as a favor to a florist, we built some pretty awesome tools. So now you can build a full-on professional website for a florist. Huh. And instead, because did you? I didn't know this until we actually got started. That. There's, there's over 28 million small businesses in the U.S. alone, and half of them. It's 2016, dude, and half of them don't have websites <laughs> yet. And even the ones that do, think about it. Bring to mind right now all of the, your favorite vendors you use, and think about the websites that they have today, if they even have them, right? So they need help. We'll talk about, more about why they're stuck and why they don't have websites or why they have shitty ones. Bottom line is Sticky Apps Now is a platform that lets you build an app because you have the most important asset there is, the most important piece of content in a, a marketing website is images. So now you can easily build a simple one-page professional website for small businesses in your community, whether it's in the wedding industry or not. It could be a lawn service, uh, whether a cake maker, a wedding venue, a coffee shop. They need a simple marketing page. And here's the kicker, dude. Instead of just selling it to them for $1,000 or $2,000, which you would need to make it worth your time. Um, they can't afford that. A lot of them can't, which is part of the reason why they don't have one today. Um, instead, you using our platform and sticky payments, you can offer it to them as a monthly recurring payment. So they freak out. They're like, holy shit, I can afford this. Is only 100 bucks a month? Oh my God, you're going to do it for me? I've been... St- banging my head against the wall trying to build it myself and it always breaks and it looks like shit and I should be just making cakes instead of trying to do my website. You can do this for me for a hundred bucks a month. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Sign me up. Here's my credit card. And what we're learning, this is part of what had me build this is I know firsthand how hard it is to run a portrait business year round. Many of you can't shoot portraits, weddings or families or whatever it is you do all year round. And it's that huge swings of revenue up and down, unpredictable. Well, we already have a photographer, she, who's our, our best one so far, Kate Trek. She's earning $3,000 a month, every single month. She's partnered with a dozen or so small businesses in her community, and she's making $3,000 a month. Just, just every time, like that's her worst month now. If she books no portraits, <laughs> she's making three k. I just love it. And there's a lot of people who are doing th- those kind of numbers, and there's some that are just happy with like one or two. What what would like three four hundred dollars extra every month that you can count on? What would that mean to you and your business? And that's that's what drove me starting this whole new platform. Yeah, or like what would it mean for you and your family? Like Disneyland, I'm taking my little girl to Disneyland. You know. Um, So okay, let me get this straight though. So uh, we're photographers. We're not graphic designers. We're not web developers. Totally. We don't have time. I mean, like you were saying, they don't have time. You know, they're making cakes. They yep. don't have time to work on a website. Um, I, I don't have time. I'm, I'm a photographer. I don't have time to learn web and all that stuff. So how, how easy is it to access this and actually build this stuff out for your vendors? Totally. Great question. So it's, it's super simple. The reality is that nobody needs to be a developer anymore. And I think that even except for even, you, <laughs> what's that? I said except for you, who's got to develop this stuff. <laughs> I, luckily, I don't. I've got a team of amazing developers. <laughs> nice, nice. And the reality is that everybody's moving to template-based sites. There's this like there's this stigma like oh templates. Like no, I don't like templates are good. Stop reinventing the wheel. Yeah, templates there's are one awesome. awesome thing about uh, mobile is that it's everybody complains like oh the web all looks the same nowadays. Like good, like people don't book books. It's a technology. It's been around for how long? Like, 
people don't all of a sudden get creative. Like, oh, I'm going to put the table of contents in the back of the book. No, like books are the same because the users like it. We understand how to use it. Mm-hmm. Like websites do not need to be this like crazy, amazing, unique piece of art. And to be honest, if they are, it's counterintuitive because now you're going to lose people. I've been to those sites where I'm like yes. just trying to find the contact form and things are moving around and doing weird things and I get the splash pages and the splash splash pages and music. Okay, sorry. I, 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 I could go on and on, dude. I totally hear, I feel you. And so uh, to answer your question, photographers by no means, you can build this in, a, in a, an hour or less, uh, one page because that's this is not for like – a law firm or a, uh, a clinic with like they need multiple pages and all this information or e-commerce. No, 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 no. That's not at all what I'm suggesting you do. You're going to go after which is the biggest set growing segment in our economy right now is the single owner founder, uh, a lawn service, a cake maker mm. that where they don't need any complex website. They need a one pager that inspires the the consumer to call them to email them to understand their story with a few great pictures and maybe a great video that's it that's all they really need and that that means you can build that in in very little time do you supply turnkey education for people who uh purchase um sticky apps Apps, yes Uh, for example lists of of ideas of look you could be pursuing here are 50 businesses businesses that you could be pursuing here here could be a potential pitcher or whatever it may be totally uh dude you are so in sync i love all the questions you ask so right (laughs) on (laughs) Um, we get these questions like in the exact order from everybody who's interested. You're like totally in the mind of the photographer. I love it. Okay. So, uh, one, I I said earlier, I've got my master's degree in education. That's one of my core passions. Um, I learned this the hard way with our first software product is that, uh, software alone is worthless. Software with education is invaluable. Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing it backwards and kind of catching up, with this new product, the education and boot camp is all embedded into it. So you get three big pieces, the builder, the payment platform, and the academy. And it's uh, it's swipe copy, it's email copy, it's uh, a, a private Facebook group where we're everybody, we've got over 700 photographers sharing tips and tactics, what's working, what isn't. Um, all of this stuff right there. Because essentially it is like a business toolkit in a box. Like you are starting a new business, right? And we want to make it as easy as possible. Um, what's, what's interesting is a lot of times the, the average for people starting a new business before profitability is like one to two years, right? Well, we've had a number of photographers who are profitable within one to two months because all it takes is selling one and partnering with one small business vendor and it's and it's profitable. It scales where if that's all you want to do is one or two, that works for you. It fits inside your business. And then during your slow season, you can go out and sell five more. And and guess what? The revenue just keeps compounding each month over and over and over again. So yeah, so this um, is very education different. is huge. Yeah, and this is very different than than what we've been talking about with sticky uh, albums. Where sticky albums is designed uh, to to generate leads, right, for your existing yep. business. Yes. Uh, where sticky apps is is leveraging uh, the value that you already have to offer, uh, and now go out and rather than trying to generate new leads for your business, you are essentially taking what you're already doing. And just diversifying your income by selling it in a different way to a different audience. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, I mean, everybody talks about like uh, revenue uh, diversity. Where having a separate revenue stream is a great way to just create a, a more consistency in your own business. And by so, let's talk about this. Yes, it's going after a different client base. And I'll be clear: I'm not advocating that you drop portraits. What I'm saying is that being a portrait photographer is hard. And this can help make it easier by by working with other types of customers. And so here's one of the cool benefits we've heard. Brides and portrait customers can be sometimes cheap and stingy, right? And because it's a luxury investment. Mm -hmm. And overall, uh, I think you do some great education, Ben, about how to attract the right client. But overall, and especially in the middle class, luxury spending is, is declining. 
Uh, and people feel guilty and bad spending a lot of money on themselves, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's still money to be made. Don't get me wrong. There's ways to get after it. But it's really refreshing. And I've heard stories where, let's say, a mom is sitting there in a high school senior portrait order session, and she's him and hawing about spending $500 on a print album, right? And, and it's like, ah, oh, that's a lot of money. That same mom who owns a, uh, a florist studio, or she is a florist, it goes, oh, you could help me with a website for my business? You could help me do some, fix something for my business? And now all of a sudden they're making a decision with their business mind instead of their personal mind? Mm-hmm. It's night and day. Like they will spend money hand over fist when they have a clear path to return. This is like a, like a financial return. It's totally different, super refreshing for you to tap into people who will quickly – it's much easier to uh, to communicate and for people to understand how valuable your skills are when you can show a financial return. I think it takes a little bit more work to show the the value of our portraits because it's, it's, it's subjective, right? It's priceless. Mm-hmm. Like having, having a – art on the wall, having a print album, that's so valuable. But people don't think that way as much. They're thinking about tomorrow instead of like how much, how important it's going to be that they have a print album 10, 20 years from now. It's, it takes a little bit more coaching and education and marketing to get them to that place. Whereas it's just right in their forefront with a small business owner. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Interesting. Nate, this has been fantastic. Um, where can people find out more about you or Sticky Albums or Sticky Apps? Good stuff. Okay, so stickyalbums.com or getstickyapps.com. Those are the two sites. We'll put the links in the show notes. And I'll, I'll wrap up with one more anecdote that I like to share is uh, we talk about value, right? Let's just close with that. And how you really want to know how valuable – it's an opportunity for you to realize how valuable your skills already are. Um, the economy's changed, right? That the, There's a lot of people struggling where they have uh, – you look at manufacturing industries and other types of industries where people have been invested their whole lives in a certain skill set. And all of a sudden, that skill set isn't worth what it used to be. Well, here's the good news. As a photographer, you've been investing in your own business, in your own skills the last, whether one, two, three, ten years, and the economy's changing. But when you switch your mindset just a little bit and how you can help a small business owner out, your skills that you know, your tech savvy, you know how to tell a story with your camera, all of these types of skills are incredibly valuable. So the skills you've been learning to grow your portrait business are still valuable there, but you've been growing them all along while the economy has changed and now values those same skills exponentially more. Uh, it's a pretty cool opportunity. So um, I, I could ramble on and on. Jump on to GetStickyApps.com and we've got routine regular webinars where you can learn more. So dude, this was so fun to chat. I, as you can tell, I get long-winded and passionate about, <laughs> no, <laughs> about likewise, all this stuff because it's making a big difference for photographers. Me too, Nate. Me too. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I'm glad we got to some high-level stuff, got, got into some specifics here. And um, I'm excited to take a look at this and, and for the audience to check it out. Actually, I'm sorry. I got, I got one last thing. I know you got to go, man. But we need an action step. I can't leave without an action step. If there was one thing the photographer who's listening right now should do when this is over, what is it apart from going to your website? <laughs> of course. I think it's, it's calling up a vendor and asking him out for coffee. Yeah, boy. That's awesome. Get out there. Get out of the office. Get out there and start talking to people and, yep. and, and, and do it in a generative way. How can, how can you ask them a question about their goals, about what they care about, and listen? Amen. And I think the key word, you guys, that you have to hear what Nate said is pick up the phone. Oh, dude, yes. Right? Don't email them. Don't text them. Like pick up the phone and call them. Yes. Right? Take them out to lunch. Nate, thank you. You're amazing. I'm super excited about this. We're going to talk soon, man. Awesome. It was an honor. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Nate. I think a big takeaway for me is 
yes, as awesome as our technology becomes, as, as great as an app can be in terms of connecting you uh, with vendors and in terms of providing value to vendors, not just, you know, brides, grooms, um, you know, portrait clients, uh, there's always going to be the element of, of hustle. There's always going to be the element of actually getting out there and picking up the phone and calling people up and reaching out. And so, um, you know, this is just... Uh, a really powerful episode in terms of what vendor partnerships can do and what technology can do to help us to really provide value. I just want to encourage everyone, just don't forget that uh, it, it's going to take it's going to take footwork. It's going to take actually getting down in the trenches and, and working hard. But if you do that and you use the tools uh, at, at hand, you use technology, diversifying your income as a photographer has never been easier. You guys, I have one last thing I, I want to tell you about. I want to invite you guys uh, to come and and join my show. Join a live broadcast. I am starting up something new here Monday through Thursday at around 10 a.m. Eastern time. I'm going to be hosting a live show that's going to it's going to take you guys behind the scenes in a very transparent way of my photography studio, Style and Story Creative. I want to show you guys what it's like uh, to, to run this thing. I want to show you guys the leads that we get. Where did they come from? Uh, you know, what did they say in their contact form? The meetings that get set up, uh, the the bookings that we that we have or we don't have, and why we think that happened. Did we not provide enough value to that client, or or did we? I want to talk about uh, really just what we're doing, the shoots that we're having, um, the the marketing techniques that we're doing. But I want to do it live, and I want to do it with you guys. So make sure to follow me on Facebook. My name is Ben Hartley. Uh, that's going to be the best place to get notified. But then as well, I will be sharing it out to uh, the Six Figure Photography Facebook page. Make sure you give that a like if you haven't so you can stay up to date on the uh, on the show. If you have ideas on what we should call this thing, let me know. Right now, I'm calling it the Stone Story Creative slash Six Figure Photography behind the scenes, behind the scenes uh, show. So, you know, I bet I can come up with something better. We'll work on it. You guys, thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning in and, and, and uh, reminding me of why we do what we do. So uh, we'll talk soon. Bye, guys.